spanning the Valley of the Sun and all across the 48th state. This is the Gatos and Chad Show. Happy, 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 fantastic Friday. Oh, my buddy Chad's got the day off. I think he's getting his teeth drilled. The wise man, Steve Zinsmeister, is in today. Wise man, is he getting his teeth drilled? Is that what we thought? The last thing he said to me yesterday on his way out the door was, yeah, yeah I think they're going to drill directly oh. into my jaw. Oh. <laughs> All right, we'll call him and put him on the air live uh. before he goes under the anesthetic. All right, uh, so let's get cooking. We've got uh, a lot of news to get through. It's been a strange week, right? Uh, with Let's look at the uh, state of education in Arizona. We've got 3,000 you know, teachers that, uh, well, 3,000 positions that need a teacher. We've got Tom Horn, the superintendent of public instruction he was very busy this week not working on resource officers for schools no what is he doing he's working on a snitch line on teachers uh and this beauty came down just a little while ago oh the war on teachers ladies and gentlemen you know those folks who teach our children and make no money uh, this is the MAGA side of the Arizona legislature. I just want to make sure that everybody knows that. So let's talk about this new bill with the war on teachers. It's not really Republicans. It's not Democrats. It's the MAGA part of the Arizona legislature. I just like to separate that. So there's a new bill that would send teachers to jail. This is Senate Bill 1323, and yes, the essential premise is that a teacher could potentially face discipline if they recommend a book right. to a kid right. that is sexually explicit, yes, uh, doesn't carry educational value. Mm. What's interesting to me is that it says there is an exception in this bill. Okay. That if you first obtain written consent from the parents, and if the material has, quote, serious educational value for minors or possesses serious literary, artistic, political or scientific value. And let me stop you right there, because I will tell you how dumb this bill is <laughs> in, in one sentence. It's already required by law for parents to sign off on the books their child will be reading. All of them? I it's assume all, there's a list sent home with the kids, right? It's all sent home. So we have another stupid law from the MAGA part of the Arizona legislature. You know those guys. The ones who still think the 2020 election was rigged and the 2022 election was rigged. So there is an exception in this bill. If the school first obtains written parental consent, you're all good. Somebody should tell the people, and they already know this in the legislature, it's already a law. You guys are lawmakers and you don't even know the law. So obviously we know what this is all about. We know we know what this is all about. We want to try and criminalize teachers. We want to rattle our base just a little bit. We want to make sure we keep calling these folks who work so hard educational terrorists. Remember, that's what they called them. So I would say this, like if you're a parent and you like this bill, why don't you pick your kid's phone up? Because I'll tell you, they're smut on that phone. I guarantee you they're smut on that phone. You're worried about your teacher, your kid's teacher, giving your kid a book that has smut in it. Do you have any idea, most of you, how much pornography is in your kid's phone? Honestly, do you know how easy it is to go in and find a website that has that stuff in this day and age? It takes you three seconds. 
It's a lot quicker than asking your teacher. It's which a book, lot quicker. Which book at the library should I check out if I'm looking for X, Y, and Z? I love the parents who get behind bills like this. And they're like, yes, that's right. We need written consent. You already got it. Maybe you're not in your kid's life as much as you think you are. Well, okay, so let me play devil's advocate for a second. Not that I'm a huge fan of this bill, but let's do this. All right. So you're talking about curriculum. You're talking about there is a list of books that will be taught in their grade level or school that year. Parents parents know exactly what their kids are reading because right. they have to sign on the dotted line. But you're talking curriculum. Okay. I think this bill is focusing on something else entirely. All right. I think that what they're focused on, in fact, I'm reading a direct quote where they talk about this bill is for about stopping the sexualization of Arizona children. That's a direct quote from Senator Jake Hoffman. Remember him? He's one of the fake electors in 2020. So stop right uh, there. Why, do I listen? Why am I listening to that guy? Well, I'm not telling, telling you you should. But, but, but if he says it... What, I mean, this guy's one of the biggest liars that, that's walking God's green earth. My point is simply they're not talking about the books that are assigned to your kid's class. They're talking I'm about. I'm not so sure about that, They're Steve. talking about your kid going to their teacher and saying, I want to learn about, I don't know, insert sexuality here. And you really think and a the teacher, teacher would recommend a do book? Do you really think a teacher would recommend that book? I don't. No, of course they wouldn't. But. All across the country, this is becoming a problem. I was reading a story just the other day. It was an article in some newspaper magazine, a legit one. And um, a librarian said a parent came to like an open house and said, could you recommend some books for my children? This was the parent that would really get her more interested in reading. And the librarian said, no, I'm sorry. I'm not. I can't do I'm that. I'm not allowed. I'm not allowed to recommend any books. Because there might be something in there that is inappropriate and the exactly. administration could no, come down no, on me. Cu- no, that's not it. They're not recommending something because they know that they'll they'll get in trouble for, yes, for, for exactly. it. Yeah. Even, if they don't, even if they don't give them a book with a bunch of smut in it, they're going to get in trouble. if there was a chapter that had, oh, I don't know, like... Two teenagers that went down to the lake and something happened. Right. Oh, I don't want my child to read that. Well, yeah, that the book is it. not that about the, that. No, but, but that, it's in it. But that was an in incident it. in the book. An yeah, incident part of in it. the book. Yeah. Yes. So, so all right. So, so basically, you're saying that they won't give up a, a recommendation because they're worried about getting in trouble. Because that whatever gets you in trouble is up to someone's own interpretation of, yeah. of what's overtly. What do you sexual consider sexually explicit books? It varies for um, different people. It, I'm sorry. Is the Bible uh, sexual, sexually explicit? Yes, it yes, is. Yes, in some places it sure is. And I'm not a Bible scholar. Please, I'm not. Um, but I know the I know a fact that you know for fact that yeah, there's some explicit stuff in the Bible. Have okay. you ever read anything by Shakespeare? I tried not to. I know actually. That, <laughs> yeah, I realized who I was asking that to. After I said it. Uh, but I know he's not, you know, they're not books in a lot of sense, but these are plays. These are things that are actively taught in schools. Right. There's right. a lot of stuff. There's I a mean, lot it's of in stuff a in weird there. language I can't understand, but there's a lot of stuff in there that's uh, what people would consider not super clean. And part of what smells wrong about this bill is that if a teacher goes to make that recommendation, they better know every word yeah. of that book they are recommending if they are going to feel confident in themselves. Because if this bill were to pass, um, you could have a teacher go to jail because of an honest mistake. Up to two years. Yeah. There, I think this was listed as a class five felony. You guys have lost your ever love in mind in that legislature. You guys are a joke. Some of you who got elected are a stain on this state. And what you're trying to do is put Arizona teachers behind bars. You're the guys that should be behind bars. This Hoffman guy, you should be behind bars. Why? You're fake elector. This loser, Senator Anthony Kern, remember him? Yeah. 
He was at he's the. In uh, this t- he's in this too. He was part of uh, the Cyber Ninjas. Audit. The Cyber Ninjas. He was counting the ballots when he was on the ballot. Exactly. You're yeah. a crook. That guy should go to jail. Not Arizona teachers. You know, we're trying to get more teachers to stick around. We're trying to get more teachers to um, to to join to 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 enter the profession. And all this, and I'll say it again, it's not Republican. All this MAGA part of the Arizona legislature, the crazies. All you're doing is pushing people who are teaching right now out the door, and that's what you want. For one reason or another, in your insane, sick mind, that's what you want. And luckily, you could put this bill up. It's not. It'll be vetoed. It'll be vetoed in a second. You know it'll be vetoed in a second. And you're just down there running your big mouth, trying to figure out how do we get teachers in jail. It's really, it's really insane. It is insane. All right. So this bill would put Arizona teachers behind bars if they recommend a book and it's got something someone sees as sexually explicit. And listen, I'll be the first. I don't want my kids teacher recommending certain books for them to 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 read. And and here's the thing. The teacher's not going to recommend all this smut. And again, if you're a parent and you like this bill, go check your kid's phone. I think you'll be really shocked what they're looking at. All right, coming up next. Do the uh, the Arizona Diamondbacks have the worst stadium in Major League Baseball? There's a list that came out. Oof. Uh, how bad is it? Is it is are they are they dead last? Well, it's not good. It's bad. <laughs> we'll talk about it next. Gatos and Chad show. The wise man is in today. If you're thinking of ditching the glasses and contacts, look into King LASIK now and get both eyes for just $3,500 with this $2,000 savings and 0% financing for 24 months OAC. LASIK with Dr. King is only $146 a month. Go to kinglasik.com slash Arizona for all the details. All right, so we got some spring training. Uh, Wiseman, you going to hit some spring training uh, this weekend? I think weekend? I'm going to hit a game this weekend. Yeah, you're yeah. going to pay $1,000 for a seat? Because... I'm probably going to have to take out a loan, yeah. Okay, because what was it, the Giants in Scottsdale? It's a hundred and something bucks to sit on the grass. It was 125 for a person to sit on a blanket on the lawn. You know who I blame? The, the evil mayor of Scottsdale. You know, he probably. he's probably in on this. He's cut, probably. Off, cut off people's water. And now look at him. He's, he's probably not charging you the 125 but That price was a week ago. If well, I look a, today, it might be even higher. Oh, gosh. Anyway, uh, the Diamondbacks uh, will uh, take the field uh, at, uh, at Chase. So there's a list of uh, Major League Baseball stadiums. Uh, let's see. How many? What do we got? 30 stadiums that are ranked? So out of thirty, the Diamondbacks have the twenty have the have the third worst stadium. <laughs> uh, They're number twenty eight. Third worst. Uh, some things to consider here. Okay. The, the worst one is easy for anybody who knows anything about baseball. That's Oakland. Uh, it's called the Coliseum. It changes the company that sponsors it. It's different every year. That's the one with all that uh, uh, room in foul territory. Yeah, and that's okay. the one where the Raiders used to play. All right. When they were in Oakland, they no longer are. So Oakland just the A's got left with their crappy stadium. All right. Uh, Tropicana Field, that's in Tampa Bay. That's terrible. Nobody goes there. But Chase Field ranked third worst in Major League Baseball right right now. Let's talk about why. First of all, does that roof still not open? Still doesn't work. It doesn't work. Uh, Well, there's a caveat. You can open and close the roof. They just, by law, can't do it with people in the building because they might die. 
<laughs> I mean, what do you mean they might die? That's they're trying to do it at times when no one's in the building. What do they so think is going to happen? Is it going to fall? Is that baseball stadium know. unsafe? I don't know, but they they won't open or close it while there are people in the building. All right, so as not to hurt anyone. Do they think it's going to fall down onto the field? I don't think they think it's going to fall, but maybe the I don't know, maybe oh, the cords would break or something. I don't know. No, no wonder they're twenty eighth. Uh, here's here's the other thing. It is a very dark place to watch a game. I've always said it since day one. I've not been a fan of this. I think it's tough to build a ballpark uh, with you know you're gonna you're gonna play in 115 degree weather, so it's not going to be the most bright outdoorsy kind of stadium. But I always thought that it was like um, it was it was like watching a a, a a game in a hangar. Yeah, you know. Uh, here's the other thing. Two things. First of all, they should get rid of the pool. I've never known anybody who got tickets in the pool. It's very expensive. Everybody says the pool is so cool. Look at that. It's so different. The pool is so cool. I don't know. Just me. I've never. Becky Lynn, have you ever met anybody who actually watched a game from the pool? I have. Really? Well, you're, yeah. well, you're rich. That's why. Long time ago. Well, I didn't, <laughs> Big I didn't buy Did the you tickets. you go? Yes, I went. You Absolutely. went to the pool. I went to the pool. I got okay. in the pool. Was yes, it I worth did. it? It was okay. Yeah, they brought. I mean, you got all this food. It was. It was a party. It was a, a company bought it for the people I was working for, and and we all got to go to the pool. So yeah, it was great. It okay. was fun. I think that they should go without the roof. Like take it off. Yes, yes, and use it to your advantage as, as home field advantage. You need to be the team that can play in the heat, and then you've got all these other teams who come in. They'll be done by the third inning. Yeah, but I don't want to sit in the heat. Oh yeah, I forgot about that. I think whoever made this list. <laughs> yeah. It'd be the yeah. most uncomfortable place to watch. Yeah, but if you want to win baseball games, that's how you do it. I think whoever came up with this list shares your uh, your feelings on the indoor stadiums. And I say that because normally what makes a bad stadium, it's old, right? Yeah. Chase Field is the fourth oldest ballpark in the National League. And it which was might bad surprise you. On day one, I didn't like it. But here's the thing. They've got... At sixth worst on this list is the home of the Texas Rangers. Okay. Similar ballpark because it's indoors, it's got a roof, all that stuff. But it was made three years ago. Huh. It opened during the pandemic. Not that old, but it's ranked so lowly because, like you said, it's dark inside. It doesn't really have a baseball feel to it. Yeah, You're watching a game indoors. It's different. I didn't know that the roof could collapse and then all of a sudden thousands would be collapse. dead. It's not going to collapse. Be awful. But they are they do seem to be worried about opening and closing it while people are underneath it. That's all I'm saying. All right. Uh the uh, Diamondbacks uh home since nineteen ninety eight, the retractable roof and all that kind of stuff. You got the pool, and it's the third worst ballpark in Major League Baseball, according to um this uh stadium rankings. Well, I'm not going now. Are They're they gonna to be f- any good? Yeah, I think they'll be all right. Yeah, I don't they'll care. be all right, not good. It doesn't matter. They'll be all right. Yeah. Uh, coming up next, uh, four traveled into Mexico, only two escaped with their lives. But was there a fifth person? Segados and Chat Show. This is the Gatos and Chat Show. 
new details emerging about the American's trip before they crossed into Mexico for a cosmetic procedure. A fifth person traveling with them, Cheryl Orange, left behind in Texas because she didn't have the proper ID, speaking out to CNN overnight. She hit me up and asked me to join her, so I accompanied her, and we we began the road trip. I didn't have proper identification, so I couldn't join her to go across to the border, which left me back at the hotel. The group then going on without her. You've heard about the two Americans that died in Mexico. Mm. You've heard about the four that went across the border for what we originally thought was maybe a tummy tuck. Maybe now it could have been maybe drug related. Now we're learning of a fifth person who never crossed the border because she didn't have her ID with her. Uh, Wise man, I'm telling you right now, this just proves that the people in this car have no idea what they're doing. She didn't have a passport. That had to be it. So let me let me get this straight. You're driving into Mexico and you're getting close to the border and you don't have a passport. Did you do any research? That's kind of like the one thing that you need to go across the border. That's it. Really the only thing. There's a couple other things you shouldn't bring, but that's the one you kind of need. It just it shows me that they did no research on on uh, Metamoris, Mexico. How dangerous it is, as we told you earlier this week, one of the top five most dangerous places on the planet, actually. So they they, did they not know? It sounds like they didn't know. They didn't do any research. They didn't know where they were going. Oh, I guess we could just cruise into Mexico and then come back in. What do you think? We're just going to let you back in from Mexico? You got to show a passport. Everybody knows that. Does, Does everybody not know that? If you go to Mexico, you go to another country, you've got to bring a passport. And if you don't have a passport, guess what happens? You don't get back in. So this lady hops out of the car at the border. So I went to Mexico once. I know you go all the time. I've I've been once, went down to Rocky Point, right? Uh Uh-huh. And I spent months ahead of time preparing to get the, you know, because I didn't have a passport. You didn't have a passport. It takes like six weeks to get a passport. Not anymore. I think it takes longer now. Longer? Okay. Well, back then it was like six weeks. So I was worried about it months ahead of time, right? Right. And so you go through the process. And I remember getting down to the border. You don't really have to show it to get into Mexico. It's the coming back that they usually check in. Yeah, because they're going to let you right into Mexico. It's like, please come here and buy something. (laughs) Yeah, go ahead. We need you. Um, but I remember coming back to the United States, they actually never asked for my passport, which mm. I thought was a little bit interesting, although I only went the one time. Mm. I didn't know any better. You didn't used to have to have one. You used to could get in with your driver's license. There, right. There you go. Which so, I, so maybe which you I did. do think they asked for, Yeah, if I remember right, yeah. but they didn't need the, the passport. Yeah, I thought that was weird. Maybe it's not. Well, we were in Mexico last weekend, uh, and obviously when we came back over the border, we had to show our passport so my wife and i had our passport we, we gave we don't have the hat passport we're not getting back in we're not getting back in so it just shows you i i mean this whole situation was a disaster and i feel so bad for the people who got killed i mean it was so unnecessary but to go to one of the worst parts of the world for a tummy tuck and mom you got five kids and you're risking your life for a tummy tuck and you got two, you got two other, fr- three other friends to go with you, right? And now two out of those three are dead. And the fifth person didn't even know she was supposed to bring a passport. Not only that, so her name is Cheryl Orange, right? Orange, I'm reading from an article. Orange stated that she didn't know which port of entry her friends had crossed. Seems like something that you might want to know, especially if you're near a port of entry, you should know which one it what, is. What did they just drop her off on the side of the road? She didn't know which doctor's office the group was heading to. 
She tried to call their cell phones, but they appeared to be turned off. This was either the worst planned trip to Mexico ever. Yeah. Or they never truly intended for anyone to know they were there. I I don't know, man. It's just insane. It is insane. And, you know, we talked about uh, this cartel. Um, You know, they actually sent a letter of apology. Uh, They sent us five bad guys. You know, they're like, here are the guys that killed these two Americans. Uh, We don't want to go to war with you guys. So we've got the five guys that did this. And we're going to we're going to send we're going to we're going to put them in cuffs and we're going to send them right over the border to you. I there there are rumors that, you know, the four people went for a different reason other than a tummy tuck. But I don't like those type of rumors. I, I don't know if they're true. Uh, they all have like a record. OK, fine. That's mostly what it's based off. of. Well, if you speculation. Yeah, I mean, so a lot of people that go to Mexico have a record. A lot of people, somebody you work with could have a record. Um, and just because they have a record doesn't mean they're going over there for drugs. Doesn't mean they're not going over there for drugs. But I just, it's one of the dumbest trips I've ever heard of. Here's another thing that smells a little fishy to me. All right. This says that Cheryl, the one who stayed behind in the United States. The smart one. That she, well, the one who forgot her license. I don't know if that's well, smart or not. She called police at 1240 p.m. So 1240 in the afternoon on Saturday after she was concerned about the safety of her friends, who she had not seen or heard from since 8 a.m. the previous day. Friday, 8 a.m. Friday, 8 a.m. So she had not heard from her friends in over 24 hours, about 28 hours. Right. But then it says later that she called the police. Uh, Her friends were supposed to be back within 15 minutes of dropping off McGee for the cosmetic surgery. Oh, I didn't know they were going to drop her off and come back. If that's true, that's what she said in a text message to the Associated Press, that uh-huh. her three friends, three friends, after they drop off the fourth, was supposed to return within 15 minutes of dropping off McGee for the surgery. If that's true, why did you wait 24 hours? Because I'm guessing, I mean, wouldn't you guess that the place that they were going to get this surgery done was pretty close to the to when you went over the border? You would think. Because we, we did some research on this, and, you know, millions of people go from America to Mexico to get uh, healthcare, whether it's, uh, you know, prescription drugs uh, or if it is a, a tummy tuck, if it's get your teeth fixed, stuff like that. And a lot of times it's the, the, the places are right over the border. And a lot of the times um, an American is running that running that business. So and if uh, they thought they were going to be back in 15 minutes, it's not like it's that far. Right. Even if it is across a port of entry. So this woman hops out of the car, thinks they're going to be back for me in 15 minutes and it's a day later. And then she calls the cops. I don't know, dude. This thing's starting to stink. It smells pretty bad. It's either it's either this thing stinks or they're oblivious to to any of the dangers around them. They just don't get it. It's one or the other. Yeah, it's it is this is a crazy story. It really is. And and the bottom line is we get two two dead Americans. Because people didn't use their brains to think, if I go to this part of Mexico that I've never heard of, but we're going to go there anyway, uh, you know, maybe do a Google search. And as soon as you do a Google search on Metamoris, Mexico, kidnapping, sexual assault, um, uh, uh, there are three or four different things. That's what this place is known for. And you just say, yeah, that doesn't look right. I don't think I'm going there. I'll keep my tummy the way it is for now. 
And if you are going to go, make sure somebody knows where you're going. Oh, gosh. Which office, where it is, well, when the, you'll be back. One of the guys didn't even tell his wife that they were going. This was totally unavoidable. It's just real stupidity. And it, and it cost two people their lives. Horrible. All right, coming up next. Our world changed three years ago tomorrow. Have we recovered yet? Stick around. Uh, chat is out today. The wise man, Steve Zinsmeister's in. We're here until 6. And then Becky Lynn will take over Arizona's evening news. All right, three years ago, the world changed. That is when the WHO, boy, are they bad at their job. Uh, they declared uh, COVID a pandemic. Man, I will never forget that day. Our boss walked in and said, uh, everything changed. And so, you know, Chad and I were sitting there. Steve, you're sitting there. We're sitting there and we're like, um, yeah, the world has changed. As soon as they used that word, everything changed. Uh, and you'll remember they shut everything down. My goodness, on one day, I think California, Major League Baseball, the NBA, they all shut everything down. And it was a scary, scary time. And we were told, hey, listen, try and we're going to try and see if we can, you know, go into our homes for a couple weeks and just chill out. And hopefully this thing will be much better in a few weeks. And we found out quickly that that was not the case. Uh, and, you know, thank goodness the last few years have been better. For me, COVID doesn't even go through my mind on a daily basis anymore. It's um, just a part of everyday life now. I, I don't even know if and it's it a part. And it probably will be the rest of our lives. Well, I don't even know if it's a part of everyday life because I don't think about it anymore. I mean, I thought about it a lot as soon as this first happened because nobody went through a pandemic. Most Nobody went through a pandemic. Oh, and then COVID killed my mother, and that was brutal. Well, Can't go to the funeral. And it was that kind of stuff that just, it wasn't only just the disease or the virus, I should say. It was everything that, that came with it. You couldn't go speak to people or you couldn't go to a restaurant. And, oh, I, if we ever have that again, I'm moving to the middle of the woods. I think especially what makes it different between now and then is then we had this, I don't know if it was overly optimistic, but in our heads, we had this promise of eventually we're going to get through COVID, that it will end, mm. that there will be finality That to if we it. stay at home, it'll end. Yeah. Remember yeah. the, what was it, 14 days to lower the curve or whatever, whatever yeah. it was? Yeah. And 14 days later, we had more cases and more deaths than we did the 14 days prior. Yeah. And so I think that we just had this end of the tunnel in our minds. And we could see the light. And then it turns out there really is no light at the end of the tunnel. The tunnel just keeps going and you just got to kind of deal with it. I don't know. I think the light, I think we're past the light. I really do. I, I, I don't think people worry about it. I don't think people are, are interested in hearing about it. I'm not interested in hearing about it. I hated the fighting that went on. Uh, you know, masks got politicized. If I never talk about that again, it'll be too soon. So it is interesting that it, it's been three years since, you know, that, that dreaded day where the, the WHO came out and declared it uh, a pandemic. But, you know, everybody wants to blame, you know, uh, somebody. Why can't we just... Just, let's just blame China, and that's it. Honestly, let's stop blaming each other. Let's stop blaming you know whoever was in charge. Who cares that Trump blew it and Fauci blew it and everybody blew it and Ducey blew it? There wasn't one person who did a good job. So you know, pointing to people who blew it. I mean, they were almost in an impossible situation. We blew it as people. Um, but I, I think you know. I know that sounds terrible, but. Um, I think you just blame China because now we know this thing was probably manufactured and, and, and if it wasn't put out on purpose, it was still it was still hidden by the Chinese. 
and I think, you know, at least we can get behind that. doesn't mean that we hate the people of China because the people are very good people. It's the folks that are that are in charge of China and they allowed this to happen. And, you know, I, I think we're we're all upset about something that happened during covid. But at the end of the day, you know, it looks like this thing came out of a lab. And I always thought it came out of a lab. If you want to say one plus one equals two. Right. Where's the where's the lab that's working on coronaviruses? Wuhan. Where did it start? Wuhan. Who hit it? China. I mean, it, it's pretty simple. It's pretty cut and dry. It's pretty cut and dry. And will we ever know 100 percent if this thing came from the wet mart or if it came from a lab? Probably not. Well, it's also kind of easy to blame China, too, because they're not really an ally. Right. I mean, I know we do business with China. That was always the goal was to have a competitive partner in the economy. But it's not like we like China. It's not like China likes us. If it was if this had happened in an allied country, I'd still be ticked if they hit it. We'd be super ticked, but it would be very hard to ostracize an ally and be like, hey, you know what? The whole world kind of hates you now. And we're going to pretend you don't. There's got to be a case. uh, There's got to be a situation where down the line we punish them. And, you know, that it's going to be it's going to mean the government has to get together. Both sides have to figure out how do we start cutting China off? Uh, and then it's going to be up to us. Let's stop buying stuff from China. Um, but for, for what they did to the world, they have not been punished yet. Uh, and that is not right. You know why I could see that happening in some way, shape or form? The House of Representatives voted by in a total bipartisanship move. The entire House voted unanimously to declassify intelligence on the possible links between that Wuhan Institute and the COVID origin. Not one. Everyone wants to know where it came from. Congress voted against it. Not Not a single one. Not even Gosar. No. And we should find out exactly where it came from. But I think we're pretty sure. You know what? It came from that lab and they still haven't paid for it. It's a Gatos and Chad show.